<laughs> Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. <laughs> We're in Revelation today. So turn in your Bibles, if you will, to... Chapter 1. Chapter... <laughs> Still chapter 1. This uh, one's going to be longer than our Genesis series. Look, you guys are helping. I've been meaning to write a book on Revelation for so long. Each one of these Didn't is a you chapter. already write a book on Revelation? I've been working on it. I've only done a few verses and it's over 100 pages. So I have a lot more to do. <laughs> Anyways, 4,000 pages later. That's what I'm excited about. Can you imagine a book this no. big? No. Like, I did that. <laughs> or you I will make, make it a the... series. Or... I make the smaller version after, which is literally everything of each chapter said in two sentences. Because I could do it that way. I just don't like it. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Hold up. Did we just skip verse 8? Yes. Verse 8 was, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Which we've already done an episode on the Tetragrammaton, but you can go watch that one. So I didn't think we needed to rehash it too much right here. Okay, well, just as long as... But since you brought it up, we've done an episode where God says, I am uh, uh, who is and who was and who is to come, right? Right. And we said that that's a play off the name, I am who I am. Uh, and we also saw here, I am the Alpha and Omega, which fits right into that. I'm beginning, I'm end. I I is, I was, and I is to come, right? Am to so come. The, yeah, okay, sure. So the fullness of time is found in that one passage. I am Alpha and Omega. It's just, it's expanding even more on time. And time is important. Because that's actually a big theme within here. I think you're going to see it in the most intriguing ways you never thought you saw before. And that I've never preached on yet. So, new stuff to come. Hold on. But not today. Today we're on Patmos. Okay. John, your brother, partner in tribulation, kingdom, and patient endurance. That are in Jesus. Was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and testimony of Jesus. All right. What sticks out to you and all that? Is there anything that sticks out to you? You're not John. You're Jamin. Sure, I'm reading a passage. Also, I've been I've been to a place called Patmos. Not this one though. Which was an island, like Indiana or something. No, in Lake Erie. <laughs> it's an island. Really? Yes. I'm sure they did that on purpose. I know, because that's what this is. In fact, uh, I just had a picture up. You guys can look at it. Uh, I had it up. It's gone. I don't know where it went. But yeah, it was called Camp Patmos. And it was, yeah, not, on an not island. Not the same Patmos. I know. Was it, it was, a Christian thing? It was, yes. Okay. Nothing like Christians using a place where someone was exiled to... On an island. On an island. On an island. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about Patmos for a second. What theories or legends have you heard as to why he's on Patmos? Well, there's a few of them. I don't think I've ever heard of Patmos before today. Okay, that's fair. I only remember it from the camp that I went to. Otherwise, They I didn't teach remember. you what it was based off of? Not fully, no. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we're Patmos, we're in the Bible. <laughs> hey, I've heard of churches that are called First Corinthians Church, which you should never name yourself after that church. Do you know the things that they got in trouble? 
Like, they're a good example of what not to do half the time. Listen, they were an island. It was a place in the Bible. They're an island. They're a place. It works. Well, okay. All right. Well, I could see some good overlaps because John, while he's on this lion... Lion? Lion? While he's on this island, has all these incredible experiences with the Holy Spirit and visions and scripture coming to mind and all that. So I could see good reasons to use it. The question is... Why is John on the island in the first place? What would be your... Was this when he was in trouble with the, the law? So that would be one assumption. Uh, because it seemed that the islands in the Aegean Sea and the Roman authorities would use islands within the Aegean Sea as like places of exile or punishment. Possible that the person who's being exiled could choose which island they wanted to be exiled to. Things like that. But John doesn't say, I've been exiled here. So we don't know for sure. What he does say, though, is I was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Now, there's two other times in Revelation where he uses that catchphrase. Revelation 6, 9, uh, I saw under the altar the souls of those who have been slain for the word of God and the witnesses they had borne. So he uses word of God there. Uh, and when he does it, he does it in line with persecution. Right? Someone's been, these people have been killed. And then in Revelation 24, he also says, um, he says, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God and those who had, uh, well, yeah, I saw those beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and the word of God. What did he say when he said he was on Patmos? Counter the word of God, testimony of Jesus. So, since he uses those phrases in other places in line with persecution of the saints, it's possible that what John is saying, which they all would have known, right? Mm -hmm. He just didn't realize he was... It was a code word. Well, I don't even think he meant to be a code word. He just didn't realize 2,000 years later we wouldn't... Know what that is. ...understand why he was on Patmos. Yeah. Because this is probably their friend. They probably know John or they've heard of John. Uh and so what he says is, I'm here on account of the word of God, testimony of Jesus. So one possibility is, yes, he's been exiled there, probably for um, continuing to talk about Christ. That got people in trouble, got Jesus in trouble. Not talking about Christ, but the things that he did, right? It got him killed. Paul got put in jail for it. Uh, and in both accounts, it was... Um, the Jewish people who should have understood the Messiah, they're the ones who hung Jesus, well, set things up for Jesus to get hung on the cross by the Roman authorities. And for Paul, it was the Jewish people who heard his message in Jerusalem and wanted him persecuted and got him put in jail by Roman authorities. So it's possible that with John too, he's been preaching the gospel. Maybe the Jews didn't like it and the Roman authorities put him in. Or maybe just the Roman authorities at this point don't like it because every time they try to squash these Christians, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. It just sprouts more. And so maybe at this point the Romans are tired of it and they've tried to tried to get rid of them. Whatever the case may be, Olivia's given us one possibility. John is in exile. Okay? What are some other possibilities you could come up from that? Since all we know is right here. I was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and testimony of Jesus. Is there anything else that maybe fits that? Maybe he wanted to be alone so that he could write revelation without distractions so he could hear God better. Right. So you're on the trail of another possibility that's been put out is 
God has called them to this place to, so think of like John the Baptist seems to live in the desert type thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus himself is called into the wilderness to meet with God and mm -hmm. be tested. Maybe John's doing a similar thing where the account of the word of God, testimony of Jesus. Do you know people today who get away to have spiritual retreats in silent places? Yeah. It's a very popular thing. Uh, Olivia's got a real hipster lifestyle going on with her friends. Everybody. No, just like every church does yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you do it, what, once a month at least or twice a month? Sometimes? I mean, sometimes. your family's cabin is yeah. like exclusively for that purpose at this point. Well, usually hunting is what most of my family uses it for. <laughs> but since I don't like hunting, I when I use it, I'll, I'll go up there just to... Be alone for a day. Which so. you definitely still need to invest in a hydroelectric by that stream would totally be good for you. Yeah, if you could have some running water in that bathroom, it would probably There's be a lot nicer. Water. You just pump it. And then it runs out. How do you think what do you think running water is, Olivia? Just because you have you and your fancy technology, ooh, a sink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other ideas? As to, <laughs> any other ideas as to why John is on the island? Th those were the main two that Olivia just addressed that I could think of. I think the most traditional one is that he's been exiled. But yeah, he wanted to go hunting. He's got a cabin with no running water where he goes hunting. Mm. It just felt like it would. That would be. That would bring the whole. Conversation full circle. Yeah, I mean, you know John, the big hunter of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, so there's, there's, I think most of the possibilities kind of fall into what Olivia's already pointed out. Uh, Dr. David Own, if that's how you say his last name, he suggested A-U-N-E. He's got like a premier commentary on Revelation. It's like two or three volumes long. <laughs> uh, but he said... So he, not as long as yours, huh? <laughs> not Ooh. yet. No. Uh, he may have been condemned to death and gone into voluntary exile to a place of his own choosing. So that falls in the exile. Mm -hmm. He may have been condemned uh, involving permanent banishment to a particular place and lost all rights and property. He may have been temporarily or permanently banished to a particular place. Or he may have been temporarily or permanently banished from his home territory. So within within Boone's perspective, it probably was exile. And here's like the four different kinds of severities of exile that could have been put on him. Maybe it was just for a time and he'd be welcome back. Or maybe like it was more or less, no, you're here, you're going to die here. Like Good luck. Yeah, wilderness, you got not much to go off of. Uh, but others would put out the idea that maybe also he's a... Uh, um, Maybe he traveled to Patmos uh, in order to receive the revelation, like Olivia said. And then one other one that we didn't hit on. Maybe he traveled to Patmos for the purpose of proclaiming the gospel. But we don't know that anybody actually lived on Patmos at the time. We don't have those kinds of records. So that one kind of seems like probably a stretch. But they were trying to get to the ends of the earth with the gospel, so maybe that. Now... Here's an interesting thing to note, and I, I love this little factoid. Um, when it comes to the island of Patmos, it ends up that, and I, I lost my 
here it is. <clears throat> Within the Isle of Patmos, you guys can see what it looks like right here, kind of like mm -hmm. a seahorse. It's not very big, uh, lots of grass. Think, if you can't, uh, if you don't know what Patmos looks like, think lost, but more, um, so Hawaii, but less exotic. It is. There's not a lot of trees. It's no. a lot of bushes. Yeah, it's more wildernessy kind of looking. Um, but within that place, here's something very interesting. John could have seen the land of the seven churches he's writing to from Patmos. So, let's imagine for a moment that you're exiled somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you want to keep serving the community. You mm -hmm. want to keep doing God's work, but mm -hmm. you can't. What might you do? Go somewhere to the middle of all the places you'd like to help and then send letters to each of them. Yeah. Message in a bottle. <laughs> maybe that's how it got there. And <laughs> maybe it could be, yeah. Paul probably used Phoebe, but John, Holy Spirit, guide this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but where'd he get the bottles? Oh, good question. Casey, care to elaborate on your theory here? <laughs> Uh, clay. Ah, oh, he made his own. Wouldn't the water get in and <laughs> cause them to sink? No, no, not if you fired them. But it would have to have a top for you to put the the paper the the message in. So message in a bottle, message in a bowl. Either this way, this is fresh commentary stuff right here. I don't think anybody's <laughs> added this into any books. Uh, John is, uh, there's like some 25 islands and islets within visual distance of Patmos, but the seven churches that he writes on, he would have been able to see from there. So imagine that you are isolated on an island. You want to help the church. You want to keep telling the gospel, but you're stuck. Mm -hmm. At least, at the very least, if you're isolated and you're unable to leave and make anything work, the very least, you're probably going to like, walk around and pray for the churches you can see. Right? Yeah. God, what are you putting on their heart? Uh, what do you need to say to them? What might I write down? And then that's what John does, right? He prophetically declares over them things that they need to focus on, which I think is especially interesting. You know, like, how much did John know about them? Like, did he write this as soon as he was exiled? Was it sometime after? Like, how do you get news on the island? Because he'll write to someone and be like, your love is not as strong as it was at first. You know, like, how does he know that? Could it be that as he's praying, the Holy Spirit is guiding his, his mind? These are the things I need you to prophesy over these churches as you're looking at them, praying for them, thinking about them. Um, and is revelation not just part prayer or not just part apocalypse and letter and all that and prophecy, but is also like the fruit of, of being in constant prayer for others? Have you found that in your life before where you've been praying for someone and like God just puts on your heart a specific way you need to pray for them? It's hard to search your whole memory banks, but I bet you've been there before. Like that's prophetic prayer at some point is this inclination. A couple of times, yeah. Yeah, an inclination in me suddenly that I need to pray for someone. And I may not even know what it's about sometime, but I know I need to pray for them, right? And then you reach out to them and you find out, yeah, I really need you to pray for me right now, things like that. So... Part of John's revelation, I bet, is is born out of a burden to be praying for, for those around him and keeping them in his mind. So 
That being said, I just think that's the most intriguing point about Patmos, uh, the Lexham, Lexham Geographic Commentary on Action Revelation points it out. Uh, but just imagine John walking around the island, maybe bored out of his mind, but having visual experiences with God and also looking out, seeing what's going on and, and praying over it. And then writing to them. So there you go. Little things to think about with Patmos. Not the one case you went to, but the other one. <laughs> the actual one. So, what do you know about Patmos that we didn't hit on? Let us know. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. If you can beat me to the first comment somehow, are you next? I mean, I'm, I'm going to beat you one of these days just so I can stop you from saying that every time. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Thank you.